What's going on, good people? Welcome back to the Jump the Gate podcast. If you don't know by now, I am your host, Michael Allen, and I do this show with my brother from another mother, Zoff Finley. Zoff, talk to him, baby. What it is. How y'all doing out there? Let's do it, man. I'm feeling good, feeling great. It is August 23rd. It's the day before a legend was born. Oh, boy. Let's get this show started. <laughs> Who is the legend, by the way? It's yours truly, baby on the mic. Baby on the mic. Do you share your birthday with anybody actually famous? Actually famous? Actually, the guy we were just talking about, the Reggie Miller's one guy. Okay, okay. Shout and out I'm to actually, Reggie. And I'm actually the day after Kobe. Today's actually Kobe's birthday, so. Okay. Where does Reggie list on your list of shooters? All time. Man. All time, definitely top ten. I got to put Steph at number one at this point. Um, Clay's up there, top five. Ray Allen's up there too. So I'll give I don't know. I'll give Reggie top five. So who's four? Who's four? Let me let me marinate on that one. Four. All right, you, you can circle, yeah. we can circle back to it. Let's get into it. Let's do it. All right, so we got a cool docket today, man. Let's run through some some hot topics in the sports and culture world today. The first one, I got to start us back off on the track, man. Women's track and field is still a hot topic. Of course, our girl Shakari Richardson uh, has made the news. She made her first appearance back on the track since her 30-day suspension for having a positive marijuana test before the Olympics. She got her first uh, chance to return to the track this past weekend. And she did not do too well. In fact, she finished last in the 100 meter final there. Of course, the our, our Jamaican sprinters rounded out the top top finishers once again. But the biggest story today was Shakari Richardson finishing last in the 100 meter. I think her time was in the mid 11s, which is not good. Not good on this one, man. So let me ask you, let me ask you, Mike. She came in last. She and came this, in last place, yes. And this is the first race after she served her suspension for what? For weed. So is it fair to say she got smoked? <laughs> I'm dead, y'all. I, I'll cut his mic off soon, y'all, if that's what y'all want. <laughs> I'm so dead at that. But yes, she did finish last in this race. And of course, everybody had their thoughts about it. She's been in the news the past couple months for, first of all, her amazing performance before the Olympics with, I think it was a 10-7 or 10-6 in the 100. And obviously the positive marijuana test that forced her to miss the Olympics. And obviously now with finishing last place in her first race back. So a lot of thoughts on it, a lot of opinions on it. Of course, I got to get yours first, man. Talk to him. Tell me what you think. I, as a fan of hers, and keep in mind, I was only a fan as long as that last uh, Olympic trial came out. So I'm not going to pretend to have been following her career for a very long time. But I will say I'm very disappointed. And this is as a Jamaican who loves Jamaican sprinters and is not mad when we finish one, two, three. But I'm very, very disappointed in this last race, man. I understand that everybody's going to say, well, you know, she was away from the sport for a month and this, that, and the third. But I don't know, man. I was kind of hoping that she was sitting at home and stewing and, you know, 
training behind the scenes and ready to show the world like, yo, if I was in the Olympics, just know I would have taken home some kind of medal, bronze, silver. I don't think she's touching gold at this point. I mean, my girl just finished with a 10-5-4. So, I mean, I don't see Shikari getting into that into that stratosphere right now, obviously, especially with that last performance. But I got to say, man, I'm really disappointed because I was hoping this was going to be her comeback race, like her show the world I belonged in the Olympics. And she did not put her best foot forward at all. But she was very humble in defeat. I mean, you kind of have to be when you get dusted like that. <laughs> you can't really go out there talking too much. Straight facts. And I feel like you did bring up a good point. She said all the right things in her post-race interview saying, you know, hey, it's the first race back. And she did give a, give props to the winners of the race. But she was also humble and honest and saying, hey, look, it's my first race back. So this is not the end of her career. This isn't, you know, the biggest stage for her. She's working her way back. And I feel like you got to give her that. She's you can't expect anybody to just that's missed a significant amount of time to just come back and just be a top peak form. We see that in basketball. When dudes miss time in basketball, they don't come out the gate and just dropping 50, 60 points. You know, when Kobe was hurt or LeBron's hurt and they miss significant amount of time, it takes them a while to get back in what they call game shape. And I feel like there's a similar thing in track too, where if you're out and you've missed all this time and you've had to watch your teammates and opponents racing the Olympics and it probably hindered her training too, because literally her entire team was in Tokyo while she was at home serving her suspension. So I'm sure that affected her training too. So and this is her being her first real race, you know, she got to get back in the form. Do I think she could have done better than she showed uh, in her most recent race, absolutely. I mean, last place is for someone of her talent. Like last place is not the standard, so she could have done way better than that. But she, I appreciate that she was real about it and saying, "Hey, listen, this wasn't my best foot forward. Like I know I'm gonna get better. I'm gonna keep working at it. Y'all just stay tuned." And I appreciate that. So I know she's gonna be good, and I'm not stressing this race too much. So here's my thing. I'm not really. This is where where we disagree here because I'm not mad that she lost, obviously. It's the manner in which she lost. Even last place by a hair is acceptable. But she was like a full two, three people behind the person in front of her. Man, that last place that she took was really bad. And you could say all you want about inactivity. That's about the amount of time between races in, in a track season. You don't have back-to-back -back races every week, every weekend. You normally have like a month-long layover between all of the indoor-outdoor championships. So I don't buy that as an excuse. Um, training is training, man. You don't really need your whole team to be there for you to train. It's, this is a single event. This isn't, you know, we're not talking about team chemistry here. We're talking about an individual sport where you literally stay in your lane. And that's what she needed to do was stay in her lane and just, you know, keep herself active, keep herself going. And also, I mean, going back to the Usain Bolt days, man, and, you know, that's just obviously a different tier of legend. But still, that guy woke up and ran nine, sub nine times. Like, like when you're fast, you're fast all the time. Like, and we joke about how much we have to stretch now in our thirties before we play basketball, <laughs> but you know what I mean? But I mean, and we were never, you know, top tier athletes at any point in our, in our lives, but you know, you woke up as fast as you were all day long. Like, and for me, it's like, if you're really going to say you're one of the best especially the best that America has to offer, you always have to represent, man, your speed can't just disappear like that. Not in a month.
Yeah, and 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 that's a good point, but I don't think it disappeared. Again, I think it's a thing where she's getting back into it. This is like her first, you know, competitive race because, like I said, all the fastest people that are even close to her ballpark were in Tokyo at the time, so she didn't really have people to measure herself against, you know, when while she was training. And we also had to keep this in mind too. Let's put this in perspective. She came in last place, but when was the last time? A runner came in last place, and they were the story of the race. Think about it. She didn't win. She didn't come in second, third, or fourth. She came in last, but yet we're she's the only one we're talking about. That shows how relevant and how popular she still is and how much talent that she actually has that we're talking about her. Like, wow, she finished last. Like, that's, you know, what's wrong? What's going on? She's still the story, even though she didn't win. So that shows yeah, her. but she's on that trend of making headlines for the wrong reasons, man. Yeah, but it's I mean it's still back to track. Where at least where the headlines are about track now and not about you know her smoking weed and this that and the third. What I will say that Shakira needs to do is ease off of social media now. I get it. She you know she's built her brand up now. She's a you know national international celebrity, so to speak, for whatever reason, whether you like her or not. And that's great because it helps with her endorsements. It helps her make money, this, that, and the third. But now that she's passed the marijuana suspension and everything like that, it's time for her to it's time for her to focus on what what got her here, and that's her speed. That's running, doing doing what she loves to do. It's time to just kind of scale back from trying to respond to the critiques and the people embracing you and everything like that, and just focus on what made what makes you great, and that's running fast. What kind of loser do you like? Someone that's not content with losing. She seemed a little content though, didn't she? No, she didn't. I I watched the interview and she was, you know how you, she she knows how to put on for the for the media. She you know say all the right things. You know, congratulations to my opponent. This wasn't my best. I can do better. You know, this that and the third. So I think she knows how to play the media game. But I think deep down she knows like, dang, I was trash. Like for it someone who runs that fast. You ran a 10-7 and you ran a, what, 11-5? Like, she knows, like, that was trash. But I'm that's sure what I'm she's at home though, kicking that, herself. That, that, but that's what I'm saying, though. I like my, how do you say, I like my loser to be a bit more upset, a bit more humble. Like, prime example, I go back to most recently seeing the clips of Kobe on Jimmy Kimmel when the Lakers were celebrating, like, winning a game. And he asked his opinion, like, Kobe, what do you think about that? And Kobe had this stone-cold face on, like, that shit's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And then even when you go back to, I wish I could tell you specifically what series this was. I think the Lakers were up like two games, three games in the series. And they like asked Kobe, like, oh, how do you feel? You're up two games. And he was like, what do you mean? How do I feel? He's like, is the job done? Job's not done. Mm-hmm. That's what I, that's what I like. Like that's the type of, and in that case, he wasn't obviously losing, but that's the type of mentality that I like. I need when you come out and you get dusted and you don't even run a 10 second time at all. I need you to be embarrassed. Like mm-hmm. more than, more than humbled. I need you to be embarrassed. I need you to be ashamed. I need you to feel bad. I need you to be apologetic. I need you not, I don't need the positivity. I don't need the, oh, I'm going to do better. I got that on your social media posts after you got busted for drugs. I got all of that in all the interviews you did after you let the country down. Now here's your opportunity to make it up to us. And that's what you did. Like mm-hmm. I, that, that's what I'm saying. And I'm not trying to pile on at all. You know me, I'm not like that. I'm just saying like in general, I like my loser to be a bit more. Mm. 
I get you. I get you. And and yeah, we we grew up on that, obviously with Jordan and then following up with Kobe where they have this sort of maniacal drive and this passion to be the greatest in their sport to where it's almost insane that with their level of preparation and their attitude towards their craft. And that's cool, but that doesn't that's not the only way to be great. That's not the only attitude to have that leads to greatness. I mean, we've seen the success LeBron has, and he's not like that. He's not that sort of maniacal practice, like working out at two, three in the morning, like doing all type of crazy workouts type thing to be successful. And I don't think Shakira needs to be that. I mean, if she wasn't that before, it's no need to try to turn it, you know, do the whole mama system thing and just turn into this person that you're not to appease us. You know what I'm saying? So I think she needs to figure out, just focus on running. Just keep it simple. Work on your craft. Make the main thing the main thing, as, as old heads used to say. And that essentially means just run. Just focus on being the best track athlete. Don't worry about social media. Don't worry about the fame part because that's going to come when you win. If this if this continues where she's at, where she's making headlines for finishing last or smoking weed, eventually that's going to die down. But if she gets back to form and starts winning races, then then everything else will fall in the line. Well, I tell you what, since you brought up LeBron and he's going to be our next topic, let's use that as a transition because I honestly feel like we have to touch on something that you said. Okay. So, yeah, our next topic, of course, our boy LeBron is in the news once again. Um, So every offseason – they poll uh, NBA executives and GMs and everything like that. They ask them a series of questions. And one of the questions being, who is the best player in the league? And, you know, the 30, there's 30 NBA teams, so all of them take their votes. And this was the first time in a while that LeBron James did not get any votes for best player in the league. And he followed up with that on social media. You know, he LeBron's a passive aggressive guy, so he followed up and uh, I think he put a hashtag up, uh, washed king, as in washed up. So I'm sure he feels some type of way about it. Um, and I'm sure he'll let us know during the season how how it really motivated him. So what are your thoughts on on the on the results of the poll and LeBron's follow up to it? Mm, I think at this point. I see why people want to write LeBron off and, quote unquote, call him the washed king. But I still don't feel like anybody's taken the throne from LeBron yet. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I still think he's the greatest player in the NBA. It's, I, I mean, it's I can't say that it's not close because obviously there's a bunch of talented guys in the league right now. And you're obviously going to be grading on a curve because everybody is younger. So it's like, what is that question? Who's the who's the what, what was the actual poll on? Is it who's the best right now? Like, what is the poll actually on? So I have to look it up again just to make sure I'm right. But if okay, while while you do that, and I also find it completely disrespectful that LeBron's own GM didn't didn't vote him, give, didn't give him that courtesy first place vote. Right. Well, that well, hey, they they know something we know. These are the people that watch him every day, so they definitely know something we don't know, or something that we do know, because we all we all watch the game, we see it. My thing is we have to figure out a way to fairly judge these NBA players because what I hate is when it comes down to who's the greatest of all time, we love to talk about winning. And then when we talk about who's the greatest right now, 
we like to omit all the winning LeBron has done and say, well, it's this person because they do this better and they do that better. And I feel like the goalpost is always moved when it comes to LeBron because it's like, okay, who who was it that finished first and second in that poll? I don't think you mentioned it. I did not, but I did find an article that said the poll is actually taken from by scouts and executives on who is who they believe is the best player in the NBA. So it's best player. Best player. Okay. And that's what I'm saying. So how are we deciding who the best player is? So who won? Let me check that out now. I okay, believe so, it was I believe it was Giannis. It was between between Giannis and KD. Okay. So one of those two. Right. So and I'm okay with obviously those two being the two because for me it's it's hands down Giannis over Durant because of the defensive side of the ball, right? Mm-hmm. Like like period. Like that it it's just not even close. Like I understand that Kevin Durant has more offensive tools, but Giannis is averaging basically the same amount of points at this point in his career. And he's piling on the rebounds, the assists, and all of the defensive stats that you can't even track anymore like that. You know what I mean? Beyond just the steals and the blocks, but just the defensive metrics of being able to guard every position from one to five and do it at an elite level all the way through. So for me, it's hands down Giannis over Kevin Durant. And I could see why any GM right now would want to pick the taller, younger version of LeBron Mm -hmm. (laughs) at, at, at this point in his career. But I just don't know because to me right now, I still feel like LeBron is the king, man. Like he he just brings championships wherever he goes. And we're still only what, two years removed from his last one? Or maybe yeah. one year, one year. Yeah, yeah, that was last year. Yeah. And I'll take the other side, man. I, I agree with the poll. LeBron's not that dude anymore, man. And it's not because he can't perform. I don't think the thing is he can't do it over a full season like he could in the past. We saw it from LeBron where he'll bring it in stretches where you'll see that dominance that made him who he is today. But the fact is he can't do it consistently anymore to the point where he impacts the game. How we have we seen him do? Yeah, he'll give he'll still give you the stats. He's still going to give you 25 points, uh, you know, the six rebounds, seven assists or whatever it may be, which is nothing to scoff at, especially at 36, 37. And you're basically the point forward playing a point forward position. So what he's doing is still amazing. But what we saw Giannis do that, that, that changed the outlook of the league. We just saw Giannis take over the league. We saw Giannis do what we saw LeBron do that second year in Miami, where he finally figured it out. The light finally clicked on every, all the stars aligned and he came together and was able to put it together and win that championship. And then since then, it's been LeBron's show for a decade until Giannis came and did it last year. And I think I don't think Giannis's run is going to be as long, where we see ten years or however many years of sheer dominance. But it's Giannis's time now. So here's my problem with your argument: How many MVPs does LeBron have? Uh, four. Four. It's four. How many years do you think he's been the actual most valuable player? Oh, yeah, he probably doubled that. Okay. So my issue is that when we go to dish out the MVP award, it's very, I won't say very rarely, but too often it's not given to the actually most valuable player in mm-hmm. the league at that time. So so the problem that I'm having with polls like this right now is that you don't have anybody on how do you say you don't have a Kevin Durant or a Giannis 
having proved themselves to the level that LeBron has. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's like, wh- why are we so quick to try to move past the LeBron era where we're just like, well, it's over for him when he's only one year removed from a championship and he was in a, se- in a season realistically where he was injured. To me, I think it speaks volumes that the fact that LeBron got injured and was unable to get his team, well, not even just LeBron, really more Anthony Davis, the fact that Anthony Davis was unable to play. And as a result, LeBron got knocked off by the Phoenix Suns and lost in the first round for the first time in his career. Mm -hmm. And then the team that knocked him off was able to advance all the way to the finals, even past the quote unquote MVP of this year. I just feel like there's way too many things going on in the NBA that are trying to like diminish LeBron's value when at the end of the day, even God bless Giannis, I love him, you know that, he really probably shouldn't have won this championship. Like if it wasn't for, you know, obviously Skip Bayless likes to talk about the toe that Kevin Durant, <laughs> that Kevin Durant had stepped on the line and the injuries that were riddled through Brooklyn. Now, of course, you know, LeBron got through the the COVID season and, and, he, and you know, I'm not going to say that, that that wasn't something that may have helped him. But at the same time, it's like Le- Giannis got a couple good bounces and Kevin Durant still hasn't won without legitimate Hall of Famers on, and All-Stars on his team. Like, bona fide 73 and nine win team like he didn't show me anything yet for me to believe that he's better than lebron james lebron james has showed me on multiple occasions that i can go to any city any conference and build a winning team i I haven't seen that with either of these two guys now that's not to take away from their greatness but we're only one year removed from a lebron james championship we're about maybe three years removed from a, a Kevin Durant championship. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So, so what is it that we're basing that on? I mean, he had a season this year where he didn't lead the league in scoring or assists. He hasn't led the league in any category as of recently. So mm-hmm. what, what, what is it that he's the best at? Like what makes Kevin Durant actually the best player? Cause it's not defense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair point. So let me address, address a couple points you made. One being um, the championships thing. You mentioned that Giannis had a couple favorable things go his way. And to that point, every year a team has something, a lucky bounce or injury or something go its way. Obviously, this year we saw what happened with Kevin Durant and his toe on the line and teams dealing with injuries and this, that, and third. Last year, the Lakers playing in the bubble, obviously it was advantageous to a team that has experience. And Goran Dragic getting hurt in the finals obviously impact that series. A couple years back, we had Kawhi Leonard in uh, Toronto and dealing with what what happened. Kevin Durant got hurt. So that impacted them and it was a good break for them. So I feel like you you can't go off that because every year the championship team gets some sort of break, right? That allows them, that gives them sort of an edge in winning that title. Now to your next point about, uh, I guess, what makes, what would make KD better than LeBron I think this goes back to history. I think because we're so used to LeBron's dominance, we're looking at the past of what LeBron has done over the course of his career. So that's what we're that's what the standard is. But you can't look at that. You have to look at it from a a, a, you have to look at it at a forward facing view in the sense of what is LeBron right now? What is LeBron going to be next season? And the reality is he's going to be a 37 year old player in his what? 18th season now who's literally spent half of his life 
as an NBA player. And those miles are starting to catch up with them. It's never going to be a talent thing, but it's going to be a matter of consistency. He's not going to be able to bring that to you every night. And Kevin Durant, this was his first full season back from injury. We saw what he did in the Olympics, was able to kind of round in the form and carry the Team USA in goal. I feel like KD's only getting better. He's only rounding back in the form. Same with Giannis. Giannis has figured out, like I said earlier, he's figured out how to win now. So not a light song. So now it's a matter of, okay, let's stack these up. Already got two MVPs, so you know he's gunning for at least another couple championships. Those guys have age on their side. They have the the the, the well better teams for one. Like we don't know how the Lakers team is going to work out with all these all these super friends. LeBron added. Oh, and that's another point I, I want. I forgot to bring up that you look at LeBron's team. His numbers are going to go down next season. The numbers aren't going to be there. There's no way your numbers are going to get better playing with Russell Westbrook, Mister Triple Double himself. Like you, you're going to be sharing the ball with AD. You're going to be sharing the ball with Westbrook, sharing the ball with Melo. That's a lot of that's a lot of basketball to go around, and it's only one basketball. So for LeBron to make the case to try to win, quote unquote, win that MVP or win the voters back, mm, it's not going to happen with this team as presently constructed because you okay, have too many see, guys. That's, that's my problem, though, because once again, now you're throwing stats at me. And if we're going to go with the stats conversation, then Michael Jordan is not better than LeBron James. I never this said is, this, But this is what I'm saying, though. We're one year removed from LeBron James being the finals MVP. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... so if you're going to tell me that he's not compiling the stats in the regular season and that's why he's not the greatest player in the NBA, well, then Nikola Jokic is the greatest player in the NBA because he's got all the stats and the MVP to go with it. So I don't I don't understand how we're making this argument for Kevin Durant or Giannis when I get it, they have great stats, but they haven't done any winning. And then when it's time to talk about the greatest of all time, well, LeBron's lost too many times in the finals. Yeah, but he's been to 10 of them. Doesn't that count for something? He's won four. That's two times as many championships as Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant only got the two championships. You, I want to go back to what you said before about every team gets their lucky bounce or their break. What was the one that LeBron got when he beat the 73 and nine Warriors? Well, that, that year he had his team at full strength. Oh, hit, that break was when Draymond got suspended. And for one was, game in game what? What, game four? Okay, and that series went what? Went It went seven, didn't it? Six or seven games, right? Okay, so I don't understand. What was the break that he got then? One game minus Draymond? Let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you something, okay? If Draymond is that important to the Warriors, which I understand that he is, Steph might have to give one of those MVPs back, okay? Because Steph still doesn't have a finals MVP, okay? Yep. And I still believe that if um, LeBron James had had Kyrie Irvin or even switch it and give him Klay Thompson for any one of those championships he would have lost, he would have won. So we need to start counting up those chips that LeBron had injured teammates, including Dwayne Wade, who I love to death, and including Kyrie Irvin, who can never give you a full season. I I feel like we need to count those as chips for LeBron in, in the conversation as to whether he's the greatest of all time because we love to talk about all these breaks and these bounces and these injuries but then we seem to omit the fact that like LeBron has had to deal with that unlucky stripe 
his whole career. And again, if we're not talking about winning anymore, we're talking about stats. There were many years when LeBron had the best stats and we weren't giving him MVPs. There's many things that LeBron does better than Michael Jordan stat-wise and we don't give him credit for. He's still, I think, one of the only players to lead both teams in every statistical category. And we don't call that the greatest postseason of all time. So it's like, I I just feel like we're moving the conversation around so much that I don't know what standard and what metric we're using to measure anymore. LeBron James is either the greatest player right now because nobody wins as much as him, or he's the greatest player of all time because he has the stats to prove it. It has to be one or the other. He has to be the greatest somewhere. It can't keep changing around. Well, here's the thing. Okay. First point number one, we can't get into hypotheticals when talking about like seasons and things like that, because we can do that for every every season in the history of basketball, we could look at hypotheticals and say, well, if this never happened or this would have happened, like, no, we can't do that because it'll be an endless rabbit hole that it'll have no end in, it'll, it'll have no end in sight. So secondly, to solve the, I had an idea way back or someone may have presented it to me way back to solve the MVP issue. So obviously we know MVP can be a, a skewed system. So it's more of a popularity award, right? So my solution to that is you create two awards. You create an award for MVP and you create a, an award for most outstanding season. So you give the MVP to obviously the most valuable player, whoever that may be in the game. And I think that's something LeBron would win more years than not or would have won more years than not for the past decade. And you give the most outstanding season to a guy like Nikola Jokic, who dominated, or you give it to Mr. Triple Double or Russell Westbrook when he has one of those seasons he had, you know, five years ago, or James Harden, whoever's balling, whoever stands out and has that that really exceptional year. So I think that would eliminate the whole, oh man, this dude got robbed, this dude got this, and you still are able to appease both sides. So what you think about that? Why isn't Russell Westbrook the greatest player in the NBA next year if he gets all the triple doubles? Well, triple doubles aren't our measure of greatness. We've never said whoever has the most triple doubles is the greatest player in the game. So what is the measure of greatness? Well, it's a factor. It's a combination of things. It's a combination of uh, impact on the, on winning. and Which step- LeBron James has more than anybody. Mm-hmm. What else? And statistical dominant. So it's a combination of those things. Which LeBron James has done every season for as long as I can remember in the postseason when it matters. See, so this is what I'm saying. Like, even when you try to tell me, oh, we can't do hypotheticals, that's all we ever do for LeBron. Oh, if that was Michael Jordan, he wouldn't have passed. If that was Kobe Bryant, he wouldn't have passed it there. If that Mm -hmm. was Michael Jordan, he would have made that shot. If it was Kobe Bryant, he would have made that shot. Oh, imagine if Michael Jordan was six foot nine. Like that's all we ever do with LeBron is put him in hypothetical scenarios in which he couldn't possibly do more than what he already did. He couldn't possibly beat Michael Jordan because he passed the ball in that moment instead of shooting it. He couldn't possibly beat Kobe Bryant because he didn't, you know, do this, do that, have this killer mentality. He gave up on his team. This that like all we ever do is live in a hypothetical world in which everybody is better than LeBron for one reason or the other. And then we say, well, we measure greatness based on a statistical combination of numbers and then also your effect on winning. Who has more of an effect on winning than LeBron James? Well, right now, as of right now, it's Giannis Antetokounmpo because he's got the stats and he's got the championship and he's the current 
finals right. MVP. But here's the thing, though. It's right now, right? But it wasn't last year when he got beat by the Heat. And it wasn't earlier this year when he was down two games to the war to the um Brooklyn Nets who blew him out by like 20 plus points. So right. But things but here's the thing, things change. Just like last year, yes, we say, yeah, LeBron thing, James is the best in the game, but this year we're saying he's not that anymore. And Giannis is that. And that's what I'm saying. We're just saying it because Giannis won one championship in where he barely beat Kevin Durant. Like so if Kevin Durant's foot was behind the line, Giannis doesn't isn't the best player, right? Again, we're going into hypotheticals because we can do that with LeBron, you know, a couple of LeBron rings too. If Ray Allen had to make that shot against San Antonio, we could say the same thing about LeBron. Like there was a time when LeBron was that dude that couldn't get over the hump. But when he did, it took him to another level and it really kind of cemented him as one of the greatest players the game has ever seen. But until that point, he was just a a really great player that couldn't get over the hump. But it never changed when he won. But my thing is when the narrative changed when he won, I understand that. But he won last year. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like the narrative changed for LeBron in one championship. I think it did. Be, be, it absolutely can change because, for one, while LeBron was impactful, Anthony Davis was just as impactful for that team. We look at, like I said, we measure impact on winning. Were you the, the clear best player on that team that won? And are you putting up the numbers to match? that so you look at a guy like russell westbrook who obviously the stats are are second to none there's no there's nobody who really compares to him but he doesn't have the winning which is why we don't look at russell westbrook as the best player in the game even though he is a a fun to watch we love you know we love him and all that but that's there's a reason we don't look at him in the same light as lebron Giannis, and kd because he hasn't won you see what i'm saying and and then on the flip side of it Let's see who's a guy who's one who doesn't have the stats. Let's say a guy like Andre Iguodala, who has multiple championships and a finals MVP. We don't look at him as the, one of the greatest players because he doesn't have the stats to match the winning. So it's a, it's a multiple part thing to how we measure greatness. Obviously, Jordan, for us growing up, Jordan set the standard. He dominated with the numbers, giving you 30 points a game, whatever it may be. And then he consistently won. So that's the standard is really simple when you think about it. It's really not because Kevin Durant hasn't done any winning. What winning has Kevin Durant done? Well, he's got two rings, and he was finals MVP in both of those. rings? Oh, wow, that's crazy. Let me tell you something. Kevin Durant's two rings are so fugazi because (laughs) the fact – no, I'm just saying, who the fact that Steph still hasn't gotten a finals MVP should tell you a lot. Like, they gave it to Andre Iguodala. Why? Because he had to guard LeBron James. That's how Kawhi got his first one because he had to match up with LeBron James. So it's just uh, whoever stopped LeBron, let's give it to him. Kevin Durant got got beat by the Golden State Warriors when he was up 3-1. Mm-hmm. He's not a winner. He then went to go join that team and was able to be the tallest good shooter on a team full of good shooters. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make him a winner. You don't get to just join the best team and then come out and say, oh, well, you helped them win. They won without you. I feel like even Draymond made that pretty clear on national TV. Like, we don't need you. They didn't need Kevin Durant. They got beat by LeBron, and then everybody had to go home, lick their wounds, and say, how can we take this guy down? The NBA has basically been a how can we stop LeBron for as long as I can remember. I'm not giving Kevin Durant credit for those two championships because he joined up with literally the best team at the time to take down LeBron James. 
Mm-hmm. Well, they weren't the best team at the time because they hadn't won the championship. So the they best had, team they is had the won team the championship won. though, and they had their foot on LeBron's necks. They were up three one. They just blew. That wasn't well, they, the that best was, team. Is the team that wins the championship, and they lost it. So they weren't. The, they were the second best team. If they win that championship, they're they're probably not going to get KD or not target KD. So that's not an absolute, though, man. I, I you can't just say the team that won the championship is the best team because, like you said, injuries happen. There's a lot of things that happen. What's guaranteed is that Kevin Durant was never going to get a ring unless he signed up with Golden State, and now he created a whole new super team in Brooklyn that doesn't seem to bother anybody the way it bothered them when LeBron went and joined up with an aging Dwayne Wade and a decent all-star in Chris Bosh. Let's be honest, nobody, okay, nobody thinks that Chris Bosh at that point in his career was better than what Kyrie Irving is now and what James Harden is. Those are two legitimate, like, first thing Kyrie Irving already has a championship and James Harden has an MVP. Mm-hmm. So so the team that that LeBron, matter of fact, even when, when Kevin Durant joined up with the Golden State Warriors, Steph already had two MVPs. So, like, I don't understand how we're just all of a sudden grazing past that and acting like, oh, well, Kevin Durant is the reason they won. He's absolutely not the reason they won. If anything, he's the reason they were able to beat LeBron. I'll mm-hmm. give you that. Sure. But that doesn't make him some amazing guy that came in and is <laughs> a, the, the greatest player of our generation right now. Because what? No way. You put LeBron on that team and they completely destroy any team that ever was created, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think they're better than the 73 and 10 Bulls if you put LeBron James on that team instead of Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. So as I'm saying, I don't give him a two-ring championship. Like, no, that's Fugazi. And then you got beat by Giannis and the Bucks. Like, what happened? Everybody wants to say this year that, oh, LeBron didn't go far. He didn't make it. Well, Kevin Durant couldn't beat Giannis, who can't make free throws, who got beat by the Heat last year. Mm-hmm. So then if we're judging based on, you know, winning is winning, that means that this year's Brooklyn Nets team wasn't as good as last year's Miami Heat team because they were able to beat Giannis. Is that how that works? Mm. Exactly. I know it's not, but that's the point yeah. that you're making. Nah. I, we'll have to save this for another show. Hey, if y'all are listening, man, I want to hear y'all thoughts on who is the best player in the game right now. Is it LeBron? Is it Giannis? Is it KD? Or is it somebody else? So we are kind of pressed for time. So I want to get in this off on this topic because I I feel like I can really get them on this. But I'm going to be nice this time because it's my birthday and I'm trying to show some wisdom. And we're going to move on to our final topic of the show. If y'all haven't seen it. The crate challenge is all the rage on social media. Check it out on TikTok, Instagram, all that stuff. If you haven't seen it, crate challenge, uh, hashtag crate challenge. So basically, it's where people are getting the little uh, grocery crates from, I don't know, God knows where they get them from, when Dixie, Publix, wherever, stacking them, stacking them up. And the challenge is you got to walk across the crates. Now, the, at the summit of the crate is about seven crates high and People have been making arousal on social media, busting their behinds on these crates, y'all. It is it is absolutely hilarious. If you love watching people bust their behinds, it is something I think you will enjoy. Zoff, for, let's say, for $1,000, could you, at your tender age of 30, make it across those crates? Nah, not for $1,000. Not for $1,000? What's the number, man? Hmm... I tell you what, let me, this is how I like to do my simple math. My worst case scenario is breaking an arm because mm-hmm. I would need that to work. I can get around with a broken leg, but a broken arm 
and then ER bills, that's probably going to cost me ER visit plus cast plus pain and suffering plus miss work. I'm going to need at least 15, 15,000. 15? Oh my God. 15,000. 15, if you ain't the most analytical accountant, oh my goodness. Listen, man, I got to get paid for pain and suffering, lost wages. I mean, because other than that, like, what did I do? Who? How would I even explain to somebody why I'm injured at 30 years old because I wanted to be cool on Instagram? Nah, I got to have a big check. That would be the only way that somebody would understand. Like, why did you do that? Why would you try to crawl across crates? Oh, somebody was offering me 15,000. Oh, shit. They still offering that? <laughs> That's the only way, man. I got to get 15 Gs for it. And no, I don't think I'm making it across. Yo, I feel like you consulted with like Morgan and Morgan attorneys before you answered that question. <laughs> this boy's talking about liabilities and pain and suffering and all this stuff. Lost like wages. Yeah, this man consulted with a whole attorney. But listen, I'm 30. I'm, I'll be 31 in a couple hours here. I'm like you. I'm thinking about all the risks involved. I'm thinking about the pros versus cons as opposed to doing it. If you got this to me at 21, yeah, I'm probably I'll, I'll probably do it. But 31, like you say, I'm weighing the, the risk reward and I'm probably not taking the risk. Now this is separate. Hold on now. Do I think I can still do it? Do I do I think I can make it across? Absolutely. I feel like I ha- still have enough athleticism at my age that I could definitely make it across, but it is, no, it is not worth it, bro. You're one of them old heads that be watching American Ninja Warrior and think you could do better, ain't it? Mm, oh yeah, I know I could do it, American Ninja Warrior. Wow. You you, pee, I, you saw the obstacle course I did, did the little Spartan race vibe. I, oh yeah, I could definitely do it, American Ninja Warrior. Yes, I saw you playing in the mud and the monkey bars. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, all that, man. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an athlete, man. I do all that stuff, but I could definitely... For those of y'all listening, watch the crate challenge. I can definitely 100% make it across that crate. I said, bro, I showed you the video. If I saw a chick do it in heels and make it across, I know I can make it across with some Nikes and some gym shorts on, bro. For how much? How much How much would, would this cost to see? Mm, let's see. I'm like you now. I'm getting analytical. It's going to take me a couple minutes. So I feel like I, I, I'll take a stack. You give me All a stack, $1,000. You feel like that'll be worth first, time. Ladies, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Michael Allen is going to attempt the crate challenge. Oh, whoa, 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 We are going to record whoa. it on YouTube. We'll post it on all our pages. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and please, please, please comment. We no, need I need comment. no, y'all don't comment. No, send that thousand dollars. That's what I want to oh, see. Oh, no, I'm putting it up for the viewers. Don't even worry about it. I got to see this. All you got to do is find a way to supply the crates. I'll put the thousand dollars up. It is so worth it. You only get it if you complete it, though. So I'm he- I'm hedging the bet right there. If you make it across, though, I got the stack for you for sure. Because worst case scenario, it'll be good marketing and, and advertising. I'll chalk it up to that because there's no way it's not going viral. So you got $1,000 on me to make it across some crates, huh? Right now. Well, y'all, y'all heard it, man. Y'all heard it. Hey, y'all come up with some crates. Y'all find me some crates. I will do it for 1000 Denise, I know Denise is like cringing right now, but trust me, bro. I got this. For a bus show behind video, I would definitely pay that. Yes. Nah, yes, bro. Yes, once, yes, see, yes, the thing yes, is, yes. once I, I'm, a, I'm the type where if I see, if I've seen people do it successfully... And people that are less athletic than me do it successfully. I know I'm good now. How are you judging that these people are less athletic than you? Bro, a chick did it with heels on. I can do it with some Nikes, bro. 
So what makes you feel a like dude she's did less it? Than you? Uh, hold on, hold on. I just saw a dude. We saw the dude do do it while rolling up some weed, bro. Okay, and clearly you mean to tell me athlete. I couldn't do it? exactly. So you mean to tell me I couldn't do it with some gym shorts and some Nikes on and doing it the regular way? Come on, man. I just don't feel like you're you you know these people's actual stats. Like you're just watching them on YouTube and assuming you're more athletic than them based on how they dress. Absolutely, absolutely, and that that factors into it. If you going out there sagging jeans and looking sloppy, of course I'm gonna think you're not an athlete because that's not how athletes present themselves. Say less. You got the dry fit shirt on right now in the house. I see you. Okay. No, well, don't actually, worry about it. actually, I'm poloed out. Got my little my little polo with my little muscles out, but you know. Hey. I see you. I see you. Push up, King. Well, like I said, we're gonna find the crates. We're gonna get the camera out. We're gonna make this happen. Hopefully, before you leave, because this is something I gotta see. Okay. Hey, I'll be ready, baby. I'll be ready. Let me stretch. I do got to stretch, though. Right one. You can do whatever you want to do. It don't matter. It don't matter. You can do whatever you want to do. I just got to see this crate challenge. You say seven crates high is what you said? Yeah, I'm with that. Something like that. No, no, no. That's what you said. I got it recorded. You said seven crates high. I remember. Just watch the video, man. You'll see. But, ladies and gentlemen, that is our show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. If you haven't already, make sure you like subscribe five stars whatever it may be on the podcast app you're using right now show us love we appreciate it shout out to me i am 31 in a couple hours thank you for listening y'all make sure you tune into the next episode we try to do this about once a week and we'll catch y'all next week y'all zolf talk to him just want to shout out my big dog happy birthday yo 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 birthday boy burr, 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 burr. all that good Turn stuff up. one more tequila shot for the night before we go to bed oh man hey, why not hey good night y'all boys later